Welcome to the Random Tea Stranger Things podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season one, episode two, The Weirdo on Maple Street. That would be one of us. I know. I was just about to say, which is us. Yes. At some point. Although neither one of us live on Maple Street. So, no. um, no. welcome to the Stranger Things podcast. <laughs> It just gets better. It does. It just keeps getting better and better. Um, I love how uh, together the first episode was. We had a lot of... We learned so much about all of our main players. Yep. So quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In like 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So... They're really good storytellers. They really are. These duffers. They put a lot of thought into all of this. And so well done. The direction. I, okay, so the writer and directors are the same people, uh, which helps with the vision. Yes. Continuity. Mm-hmm. Everything. Continuity. They had a vision. They they knew what they wanted to do, and mm-hmm. they did it. And they did it. So yeah. I, I can't say enough great things about this show. I know. I love it. So, yeah. It's all wonderful. Um, are you ready to get into it? I mean, I anything I'm going to say is going to be a repeat from our first po- our episode one podcast okay so, okay. so let's, let's just go. get get to it uh again written and directed duffer brothers Are that makes sure? my life really so easy. Much easier. uh matt and ross by the way the twins the twins which is adorable and slightly creepy um so we start out right where we left off um the boys have taken 11 back to mike's basement who which is clearly their home base yes and um, so they're they're talking at her. Everybody does a lot of talking at eleven. Um, well, they, she doesn't talk. So no, and 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 they're boys. They're they're young well, preteen boys, and she's a girl. And as they finally realize, and it's 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 an other. Yeah, she's an other. Yes, and they're so awkward. Of and I love are. it because Mike and I didn't realize this until I did the I did the rewatch. Um. When Mike hits her the the clean clothes and she's just ready to start sh- stripping off her her wet clothes. Oh God, yes! How Dustin kept referring back to it. He kept doing the motion of, like, like she was about to just like. Uh. He, yeah, he could not. It did not process. No, <laughs> he could not complete the, the the thought. He has lost his ability to can, <laughs> as the kids say. Um. And so, uh, so he shows her the bathroom and she does not want the door closed. Okay. And so he That's immediately. very telling. He's like, okay, no, we can do this. We can still give you privacy, but like. That shows a certain level of maturity on Mike's part. I love Mike. Yeah. He's my sweet bab. He, he recognized that something was wrong. Yeah. Um, and he was willing to, to compromise, not. He didn't make her close the door. Yeah. He saw it and recognized, which that's a mark of a good, the leader character. The leader. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, their, he's their leader. He's their DM. He's their DM, man. And so, um, <laughs> these moments with, with the kids alone, um, there's so much other good stuff in this show, but this really does make it. Yeah. The interactions the, between these, these kids made the show. And they start talking and they, you know, they figure she's nuts and Lucas thinks she's an escaped asylum uh, impatient. Of course he does. He, you just, you've got that extreme. Because at that age, yeah. Yeah. 
And so, um, don't they say something that there is one like in the neighborhood or something, or in the neighboring county or whatever? Yeah. And um, he's like, "Yeah, let's tell your mom." And Mike's like, "Um, we'll all get into a lot of trouble because we found her when we weren't supposed to be out." And so he's like, "No." And again, this is total kid logic. It it um, is because I think in this situation, again, as a parent, mm-hmm. if my twelve year old child were to come to me and say. Yes, I was out doing what I was not supposed to do, but we found this person who is, is clearly in need of help. Clearly in need of help. Yes. Will you help us? All that goes out the window. All that would go out the window. Yeah. It's like my parents always told me, um, if you have to call us from somewhere and we need to come pick you up and it's a bad situation. Regardless of the situation. Like. Yes. That immediately. Yeah. So I've always, I've always told my kids, my yeah. kids that when, um. The girls went to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, was a couple months ago. A couple months ago, I told them I said, "If I have to drive all the way to Atlanta, two two hours away, to get to you. get you, call me." Yeah, yeah. And it become it doesn't become you did something you weren't supposed to. No. Like it's child you, safety is superseded. I would rather you be safe. Yeah, but again, uh, it's kid logic. And so we get well, this. It's, it's the same. You remember when you were a kid and your parents would ask you something and your answer was always, I don't know. Uh huh. Like, I don't know. Cause you didn't want to be in trouble. I don't know. I don't know. I wrecked on my bicycle <laughs> when I was a child and fucked up my ankle. I've shown you the scar. Yeah. That big old nickel yeah. size scar I on my know. ankle. My mom didn't know what happened until I was in my twenties. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. know. What? I don't know. <laughs> because I thought I was going to get in trouble. Mm hmm. Yeah. Kid logic. Kid logic. Yeah. Because they, they've worked this plan. Mike has worked this plan out that she'll stay the night and then immediately, like, we'll have her go outside. She'll come ring the doorbell and mom will totally know what to do. And uh, we are absolved of all responsibility because it won't be we found her while we were right? outside. Right. So, like, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yes. And so um, this is when Eleven comes back in and uh, we find out that he's going, he's built her like this nest. Um, with his sleeping bag and there's blankets and and it's great. I Dustin love it. and Lucas are looking at him get her settled as they leave and they're just like she's mental. Lucas is about to have an aneurysm. <laughs> I can I see it in his face. Oh, poor Lucas. He's 12 years old and he's going to have a stroke. Yeah, yeah. He's like a 40 year old, 12 year old. Yes, yes. And so, um, Mike starts talking to Eleven as they're leaving and she he sees the tattoo, the Eleven tattoo, and he he goes to point at it and she kind of recoils and he's like i've never seen a kid with a tattoo and so again we get the she points to herself as 11 and he's like okay so i'm mike short for michael so we'll call you l short for 11 oh i was like you're you're good people mike wheeler and so um she agrees to that all right hold up you totally glossed over what did i gloss over? very important part uh, when the boys are, are arguing whether or not to tell Mike's mom. Yeah. And Lucas goes to leave the room to go tell mom. <gasps> no, that was later. That was later. Um, that was later. Okay. I promise. Okay. I believe you. Because it was upstairs. Okay, I believe you. Um, so oh, you're, yeah. It was upstairs in his room. Sorry. Um, and so uh, she tells him goodnight, and he goes upstairs, and um, poor thing, she's just really, literally shaken up. Um, so the next morning, um, 
this is when Jonathan is is uh, is holding it together and Joyce is absolutely not. Not, no. Um they're making flyers and she's going to have him run out and uh to the to the Xerox company and um she has to stay home by the phone and he's like mom you got to hold your shit together basically. Pretty much, yeah. And she's not. And um so uh she shows him the phone and basically what happened the night before because it got zapped. Is that not did Hopper not show up? Uh did that I don't know. Yes, Hopper does show up. Um and so she she shows him the phone and um she she's she's convinced that it is Will. And I do get a little bit from him like, yeah, okay, you know, distraught mother. Um but uh she's she's so uh just steadfast in that belief that i think it kind of gives hopper hopper pause a little bit again as i've said in the first episode you can see both sides of this mm-hmm. as a mom yes absolutely you would recognize she says your, she knows her child's breathing i know my son's breathing and but again him as a cop yeah but she, she references the daughter she crosses the line yeah and so, um, wouldn't you know your daughter's breathing and it just, yeah. And mm. she doesn't mean malice in it. She's just trying to convince him. Right. And so he, we find out that he's having, uh, her ex checked out and, um, that, uh, so Jonathan goes after him and, um, he, he wants to help to see if, if Will is there with his dad and um yeah because if he sees the cops he's just gonna hide right and so um this is when uh you know uh hopper wants them to just stay out of it and that he drives off Mm -hmm. so we see mike inhaling his food and stealing some uh waffles how do you not notice your child hiding waffles i know you make you know you make so many Especially when you're the parent of three children and you have to make sure all of your children are eating. Yeah. But it also made me want waffles. I had waffles for breakfast this morning. You did? Of course I did. Why didn't you bring me any waffles? They're right there in the freezer. You didn't bring them to me. Oh, I'm sorry. You were coming over. (sighs) And so uh, this is when, and this is classic uh, child deflection. Mom's paying undue amount of attention to me and my eating habits, so look at Nancy! Yep. And he he says it without saying it, that he knows about Steve. Yeah, he does. Because, uh, were you studying uh, anatomy? So. That's <laughs> like, you little shit. So you have to understand, siblings have an unwritten law. Yeah. I don't tell on you. You don't you tell don't on tell me. You don't tell on me, but I will blackmail you. Yes. That's the law. I mean, there you go. And so um, this is when uh, Mike brings her breakfast, uh, 11 breakfast downstairs, and um, he gives her the waffle, and a match is made in heaven. And um, she looks at the walkie-talkie, and he just, he word vomits. He does. Mike is a word vomiter. Um, We see it very prominently in this episode here, and then a little bit later. Um, he's telling her about the walkie-talkies and da da da, and so we we hear the oh. the uh, front door bell ring. <gasps> no, he, t- he oh, talks no, he about her. sending her. He tells her, yeah, sorry, the, his his plan. I was um, thinking about waffles. weren't you were weren't you? Because he's like, you're going to go outside, and it's going to be awesome. 
And Eleven just she's she's a girl of few words. No. No. And uh, <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, she's in trouble. And a, a lot of this is kind of pulled out of her. Because Mike is like, okay, he's he's doing the whole thing. Are you in trouble? Is there bad people? Da, 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 da. And um, she she kind of motions to him that there's been a shooting. And she points uh, points to him. But this is when the mom gets involved. And um, or does she point to Will? I can't she, points, she points. She points at herself. Yeah. And then she points at Mike. Like you'll the... be in trouble. Yeah. There's... Yeah. Because the, the the reference to Will is a little bit later. Um. And so uh, this is when we go to the lab, and this woman that was posing as the uh, social services woman, who is not that, no. um, tells Doctor uh, Doctor Brenner that the uh, incident happened uh, less. Less than two miles away, and um, the boy's still missing. And they're listening to uh, Joyce's phone calls. She's calling Flo, um, and we find out that, uh, you know, call to Flo that Will called and something attacked him. So, okay, hold up. <clears throat> Plot hole. Yeah. Joyce's phone is being tapped. Is shorted. No, okay, first of all, Joyce's phone, yeah, it's being tapped, but we saw they were tapping. Right, they were tapping everybody's. Yeah. But Joyce's phone short-circuited. How is she talking to Flo? Hopper looked at it. It was black and charred. How is she talking to Flo? Because back in the day, when, um, if there was a a lightning storm, you unplugged your phone. Yeah. Because if lightning struck, it would destroy your phone. Yeah. Her phone... When she was the hmm. the breathing call talking yeah. to Will, so how did she call Flo? That's especially with the scene we get later. How did she call? Hmm. Hmm. Unless that was a recording. No, she was telling Flo that Will called. How could she call and tell? Yeah, Flo no, she, I got I got nothing for that. They don't show us. They don't show Joyce going down there. Yeah, I we had to and find, if they had shown this scene later. Maybe. It would have been okay. But as great as the show, as good as the story, here's here's a flaw. Yeah, you're right. It's not perfect. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. Uh, So we go back to the search party, which continues. It had to be a phone call. She couldn't have gone down there. It had to be a phone call because they tapped it. Yeah. Oh, that makes it worse. Yeah. Um, And so we're still searching. And um, this is when Hopper shows back up and he tells his deputies what's going on. And um, he, uh, you know, they they want to know if uh, Jim and, and um, or if Hopper and, and Joyce were together before. And he just kind of shrugs it off. So, like, I, I kind of get a lot of bumbling kind of, I don't know, not ineptitude, but just kind of can't be bothered with these two what you're getting is small city drama yeah it's yeah small city drama yeah i i kind of question mark question mark. you know you know how i feel about the forced love stories yes but this is a alluded to yeah and at one point she calls him hop they this is there's they hist- know each other. There's history there that's implied, but yeah. I don't necessarily need that story. No. I think it's interesting, though, because I don't hang out with anybody I went to high school with. I don't know them. I don't. But I can't imagine, like, being like, yeah, I went to school with the chief of police. 
I don't hang That's gotta out. That's got to be weird. Okay, my high school was, was a little bit longer. I don't hang out with any of them. Yeah. But I... Okay, so, like, my brother married... Yeah, well, that's one of the people I went to high school with. So there's that. And then I went to high school with a lot of cousins. (laughs) Yeah, it's no, I did. Yeah, Um, you have you have a big family. I have a huge family. Like between my parents, I have nine aunts and uncles. So, yeah. Then you go down to cousins. So um, we have a big family. My Nana. No, Grant. No. Granny. Granny had 22 brothers and sisters. Jesus H. Christ. 17 were adopted cousins. Jesus H. For the family Christ. farm. Still, it was the care. 1900s. Don't care. Anyway, Lots the moral of, of the story kids. is um, a lot, but there's uh, one person that I, we don't really keep in, okay, two, no two. We don't really keep in touch, but we're like the Facebook pseudo friends pseudo friends yeah but you know but it's but gotta, not like this it's not like this weird. like this guy that you went to high school with in a position of authority no wait you're i assume i assume you're assuming but i am assuming but we get story later that contradicts that i know see that and that's the thing i'm assuming right away they know each other they went to high school together you're assuming yes Okay. But it's got to be weird even okay. somebody you knew when you were not adults being an adult in a position of authority. That's got to be weird. Yeah. I just, I don't know how that is. I, I, I assume it's weird because I don't know. I don't either. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I see where you're coming from. So, uh, we see Nancy and Barb. They're revising for their test. Steve comes up. They're at school, right? Yeah, they're okay. at school. And uh, Steve comes up, and um, right away I'm like, "Oh, Barb, I can hear you inwardly sighing." Um, and uh, now, 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 what does Steve do? Steve, Steve uh, invites him to his house to have a party. He assures Nancy that she's, she's got this test, which he's again being he's, positive. Yeah, he's building her self confidence. Mm, he's not a complete asshole. Because you're, uh, at least okay, me, I'm I walked say, into this knowing, like, I don't like Steve. I'm just going to say, I'm on Steve's side. Were you from the beginning? No. Okay. But I'm on Steve's side. Okay. I'm going at it from how I felt from the beginning. Okay. So, there you go. And so, um. But I'm just going to argue the other side. Uh, because that's because what you do. Because I can. That's what you do. Um, and so, uh, you know, he's, uh, his parents are out of town. He's having a party. Just, yeah, you want to come hang out? Can you imagine Quote parents unquote. leaving their high school kids home alone these days? No. Yes and no. Because I, I feel like there must be dumb shits that still do that. So. Not that kids can't be responsible at that no. age. But God, that's a recipe for disaster. But if you give those kids, okay, I'm going out of town. You're probably going to invite people over, whether I forbid it or not. Yeah. So let's lay some ground rules. Unless it's me, and then I'm like, I'm alone. I know, right? See, that's why, like, I was never you a can't rebellious imagine. kid like that, because really? I was like, I'm alone. Oh. This is beautiful. No. Okay, yeah. fun story. Okay. When I was in my early to mid-twenties. Okay. My second husband's yeah, so there's there's Johnny's a fun been story married there. A, like I, seventeen I've, times. I've had I've got experience. Uh-huh. Um just XP. His his parents would go out of town and say, Okay, 
our house will be empty. If you want to have a party at our house, which was in the middle of nowhere, Mm -hmm. just clean it up before we get back. That's all we ask. That's, I mean, that's mighty uh, fair-minded of them. Because, you know. I don't want people at my house, though. They had cable. Yeah. Oh, that was a big thing back in the day, it too. Was, it was not an apartment. Yeah. So you could be loud. Yeah. Middle of nowhere, so you could be loud. Yeah. It was a thing. You had a par- You had parties at your parents' house. Oh, my gosh. I never did that. I never that's, wanted to do that. That's because you have your own house now. That's true. And we have parties at your house. That is true. That is a true statement. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I never wanted to do that at my parents' house. Really? Never. Did your parents ever go out of town like that? No. See? See? Yeah. But also, like, alone time. I was the one that was like, the parents were like, oh, you want to run errands with us on Saturday? I'm like, no. Get out. Get out. Get out. Okay, so anyway... So he invites her to being an introvert. (laughs) So it's uh, the parents being out of town Mm -hmm. and having a party at the house. So tropey is an eighties trope. So tropey. See John every John Hughes film ever, but also kind of every horror movie ever too. Bad things happen when kids have parties without their parents. True facts. So so, um, and so uh. This is when Nancy sees Jonathan Byers. Yes. And she she kind of like offers some kind of awkward teen like, I'm sorry your brother's missing, but I'm sure he's totes fine. It's the right thing to it do. It is. She's she's a good conscientious person. She wasn't always horrible. No. And um and you kinda get that it, I don't know how much of it is our little nerdy brothers or friends or if they really have ever talked together. Well, I, I get I got the feeling that they were of an age and possibly like had class. Yeah, you kind of know people even if you don't know them, if you're well, in the same grade with. Yeah, them. Yeah, you go to school with them from kindergarten all the way up and you still you know them. Yeah, yeah. You Especially know in a smaller town like that. Yeah. And you get up into somebody you've been going to school with since kindergarten you get to high school yeah so i didn't have that because i i changed schools later in the year and um so was totally away like i couldn't tell you who was in my kindergarten class but had i graduated with them yeah you'd know them you know their whole life story yeah so maybe i was projecting or whatever but i kind of got the feeling that they They know of they were classmates yeah this is not a big school yeah that's true that's true and so, um, you know, she tells him that um, she's sure Will's fine, and he leaves, and this is when we find out that there is going to be an assembly for Will that night. And um, so we go to the middle school, we go to science class, and um, Dustin and Lucas are waiting for Mike to figure out, like, what happened with Eleven. Um, and uh, so they're like, okay, we need to figure out what we're going to do now that we're going to get... Eleven back to the asylum. Yeah, they've decided. <sighs> My sweet angels, because they think that they're going to find Will. Because they want to help their friend. I don't. My sweet baby. It totally makes sense, though. And so, um, uh, Mike's mom goes, uh, goes out, and so Mike heads back home, and he takes Eleven upstairs, and he's going to get her some food, get her settled in his room, and um. She looks at the family, and I think what I got from this th- is Eleven does not know 
kind of it, it's it's like Mike's family dynamic and everything is foreign to her. Um, I think it was not so much the it's the the home. Yeah, because she grew up in a lab. Yeah, yeah, and like the dynamics of the family. Mm-hmm. To me, I get that they're kind of foreign to her. Um, and so, uh, we see Jonathan driving home and, um, we get a flashback of him, uh, listening to the clash with Will and he's, people are really good to Will. His family's really good to him. He's a good big brother. He's not an asshole big brother. Yeah. Again, we see, uh, how sheltered Will, they're, well, how sheltered they're trying to to be to with Will. Him. Because the whole thing is they're listening to music and they can hear their mom on the phone arguing with her ex about not coming. Mm-hmm. Closes the door and uh, he's like, and Will's like, dad's not coming. And he's like, no, but he kind of doesn't do anything good with you anyway, right? You didn't even like baseball. And he's like, well, no, but it would have been nice. And he's like, no, it would have been nice if he did things with you that you liked. Okay, so there's there's two sides to this. Will wants to love his dad. And just and, wants time with his dad. And just wants time with his dad. He's still at that age where getting the attention from his dad is all he is is all he wants. What what whatever kind it is. Right. And I get that. Yeah. At, at, I think and that's I'm assuming, a basic a kind of a basic child need. Yeah, you want attention from your parents. Yeah. It's I mean, some people, oh, well, that's selfish. No, it's it's a child yeah. needing their parents. It's facts of life. And you, so you see Jonathan here, um, he, it's almost like he's pushing his dad to be more of a bad guy than he really is. He's trying to push him off so Will won't care. But I also get what he's saying of, no, like, you don't even like that stuff. And dad does generic robot dad things with you like baseball like he should he tries to what you're and he's trying to make you something you're not but yeah but at the same time lonnie the the dad right. is being i mean that's what dads did yeah in those days but also you get the teenage angst of jonathan being like don't again, be anything anybody tells you to again it's it's very multifaceted yeah which yeah. is interesting um so it's it's not entirely healthy what Jonathan's doing. No, but I see what he's doing. The way he's doing it. Yeah. But he's he's the jaded... And there's a huge age difference between and these And also, two. I think you're right. I think there's a little bit of... You're not missing anything. So don't feel bad. Yeah. He's, Dad's an asshole. Yeah, he's trying. But at the same time, Will just needs his dad. What I would have been more comfortable with is Jonathan saying, Let me do these things with you. Yeah. If you really want to go see a baseball game. Because he's already game, kind of being a parental figure as it is. If you want really want to go see a baseball game, let's go see a baseball game. I'll take you. Yeah. yeah. You know, something like that. But but he is trying to find that happy medium. You, do you like this? And he asks him several times, do you really do like this? Do you really this? like this? You're not just... You're not just saying you like yeah, it. Yeah, and then he's like, you can have this. This is a, It was a mixtape. 80s mix. You know he... Oh, you my know, gosh. Recorded you that know, off the radio. Off the fucking radio. And you've and you got to pray that, like, a commercial doesn't come in at sip, the wrong time. Or the you DJ. Get, yes, and you or actually DJ. get the end of the song. You're sitting there like this. Click. Yeah. I have. Um, I, I don't think I still have any of them. But I made them. Oh, I made them. 
Oh, so many. And then you'd wear them out. Oh, yeah. And they, that squealing. Yep. When the tape was dead. Yep. And you have to pray the radio was going to play the right song. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the mm-hmm. first audio, the first cassette tape I wore out. What was it? Pat. Alice Cooper. Mm-mm. Oh, God. Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. Second was Alice Cooper. Okay. Um, raise Your Fist and Yell specifically, so. <laughs> Love is a battlefield. <laughs> but uh, also, out of this, Jonathan recognizes that Will is not quote-unquote normal, nor is Jonathan. I've already gotten the impression that he is but Jonathan, other. But Jonathan is better at faking it. Yes, than Will is. Getting along, going along to get along. Or yes. Getting along. Going along to get along. Going along to get along. You yeah. know the phrase yeah. I'm going with there. Yeah. yeah Jonathan's uh, better at covering up. Yeah. But again, it's the we're protecting Will. Mm-hmm. I very much get that he's insulated or they're trying to keep him insulated. Yeah. Um, so we see, uh, after the flashback, we see and, uh, him driving out of the town. By the way, that Clash song. Should I stay or should I go? That's an awesome song. It is an awesome song. Okay. Um, And so we see Joyce go to her work. And this is confirmation of what Mm. I had gathered from the previous episode. uh, We see Jonathan drive out of town first. Yeah, I said that. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, I was listening, I swear. Sure you were. And so she wants to go to work and she's trying to buy a new phone because the other one burned out. But also she wants an advance. what, What is this place that she's working at? Uh, kind of like a it Dollar General esque kind of a place, almost a, 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 a Walmart, but a small CV maybe kind of. Okay, so pre Walmart. I don't know yes. if you remember pre Walmart. I don't. I always, really, I always remember there being a Walmart. Really, yeah. Uh, Kmart going to Kmart was a big deal. I hated Kmart. Okay, forget that. But Kmart was the Walmart right of the day of the day. Uh, Woolco mm, I, was another one. I don't remember. But even no more worse either. Okay, that was uh, it was a, like a department store, like yeah. it was a precursor, yeah, to to the to the Wally World. Um, so let's let's go a little further back. Okay, they they were smaller, mm-hmm. more hole in the wall because you think think neighborhood, yeah. Big B. Oh, I do remember Big B. Big B. Oregon I remember town as kind of. I remember as a child going to Big B to buy my school supplies. They were kind of a pharmacy, though, weren't they? They had a far- they had a pharmacy in them, so it's kind of a precursor to today's CVS, yeah, or Rite Aid, yeah. So that's what I think of Bargain Town, kind of one of those Dollar General type deals not, where they have a lot of different kinds of things. Yeah, but the the Dollar General places they kind of have a Feel. connotation to them yeah. of a. That's where poor people shop. It's a yeah. it's a stigma. It is. It that is hurts me because what the hell? It's a store. Shut the it's fuck up. It's a store. People need to buy what they can afford. Yeah. Um. But Big B was as when I was a kid. That was your only option. Yeah. Especially in a small town like Hawkins. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I remember as a as a kid when I was about eleven, twelve years old, my mom wanting to. Okay, well, it's time to teach you how to wear makeup. Us going to Big B mm-hmm. and getting and you. buying me my make my first set of makeup. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, so yeah. that's what I think of this shop as is kind of a today's CVS Rite Aid. Yeah, that makes sense because they. I mean, and that's the thing they would conceivably have a telephone. 
They don't have 17 different kinds to choose from, but they have like a telephone. Like one or two these yeah. days. But yeah. I mean, of course, you, you walk into a CVS or a right, you're not going to see that today. No, but like back in the day, yeah, I could conceivably see that. And so we find out that um, she's worked there for 10 years. She's never called in. Um, which this so reinforces that she works very hard to keep her boys. She's not as much of a, as a flake as people perceive her as. Yes. She's just lower class. Right. Um, and a lot of that is just stigma. Exactly. It's stigma. And so, um, so he gives her the advance and she, she wants her phone and, and a pack of camels. Okay. It starts out. She's begging. Yeah. Then, then she, she's telling. Then she realizes she's got an upper hand here. Mm-hmm. And then a pack of camels, which... Okay, so... Goddamn, Joyce. In the day, you had Marlboro. Yeah. But if you were edgy... Yeah. You smoked camels. Were those the unfiltered, or could you... Were they either or? You could, you could still buy them filtered back in the day. Okay. Guess which one I smoked? Camels. Of course I did. Jesus Christ. Because it was edgy. Oh my God, you you edge lord, you <laughs> Jesus! I was that person. You would have shopped at Hot Topic if it was a thing back in the day. Yes, I would have. Yes, you would have, and been so emo about it. Good God, I was that person. Um, so she gets the phone two weeks notice and a pack and a pack of camels. Two weeks advance, not two notice. Two weeks advance. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. And uh, and so. That's how she ends That's it. Hilarious. And uh, so then we go to Doctor Brenner and his team, and they're uh, they're like scanning. Boy, they outside pull- of Will's house. They pulled the FBI van. Yeah. Just and saying. So they're scanning for whatever they're scanning for. They look like Geiger counters, but who the fuck even knows? And um, they uh, they find traces of whatever that of thing the, is. Something, yeah. And so it's um, real ambiguous. So we go back to Mike, who continues to word vomit, and tell her about. Did Did you get that the dinosaur's name was Rory? Oh yeah, he roars. roars. That was a big deal. I was like, Oh my god, Mike, you such a door. Talking toys was a big deal. It though. was. It was. And like he's just word vomiting, and Levin's just kind of like, Well, this is a thing that's happening. Um. And so, uh, so she's looking at his science trophies and he starts, he's just prattling because again, like this is the point where he's filling the empty space there and they weren't friends with girls at that age. Girls are other. He kind of has a captive audience here too. Yes. And he wants, he probably wants to be cool. There's probably a lot of things going on right now. And so, um, she, You, you can see the crush. Oh, you can see it forming. Yeah. And so um, uh, his mom comes home and uh, she she hears Mike and he uh, he stashes Eleven in his closet and he's like, I'm not going to tell her about you. And this is when we get poor baby. Eleven has a flashback of she's being taken down this hallway and the doctor's watching and she's she's calling him Papa. She keeps mm-hmm. calling for him, mm-hmm. and they toss her in a cell, and it's all black, and she's crying. Yeah, it's it's, it's terrible. It's it's the papa. Oh, it's the papa that makes it. That's so telling. Yeah, and that's all it took. Yeah. 
Um, so before we continue, I did want to remind people that we enjoy the feedback. Yeah, we do. Um, they can email us at randomteapodcasts at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at randomteacasts. Or on Tumblr at randomteapodcast.tumblr.com. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomteapodcast. And if you don't want to remember any of that, you can just go to our website, which is randomteapodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom and there's links to all our social shit at the bottom. Yeah, there is. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, we're going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter where you are in the Stranger Things podcast or any of our podcasts, send us feedback. Yep. We wor- let us worry about where we're going to put it. Because we will find a place. We we have this thing called pre-back. Yes, we do. And we'll pop it in at the beginning. Yep. And um, we would love to hear alternate perceptions. Yeah. Especially with something like this. Because we do have a lot of biases slash preconceived feels. notions slash feels slash nostalgia yeah about oh, i do something I have like this so much nostalgia about all of this yeah and what if we've missed something yeah tell us i mean it and not when i'm just stranger things any of our podcasts just absolutely shoot it to us um we are kind of binge recording these so get them to us if we have to just stop and do a whole podcast just on feedback feedback for stranger we would things do that we will do that i just made that executive decision just now it figured you'd go along with that so that's um, fine you know and while you're on our, our website looking for those socials um check out our other podcasts there uh, are so many of them uh gotham starts back up september 21st yeah we're gonna have a a preview cast knock on woods at some, at some point, point. <laughs> we need to tm put- soon we need to put that on the schedule <laughs> we do need to put that on. i need to i need to rewrite our schedule Yes, I need to do. Yes, you um, do. Agents of Shield is coming in late this year because of Inhumans. <laughs> yeah, we did a poll on Twitter, and it looks like the wanting to have the one Inhuman podcast beat out not. Okay, okay. Just so you know, it was like a sixty-eight to thirty something vote. Okay. I still like Michael's so, suggestion of start watching it and see how you feel. I have a feeling you're going to have to shout at somebody. That's been recommended to us. Yeah. To just watch a few episodes and see how we feel. We're going to watch it. Oh, yeah. Don't lie. Yeah. So um, so there's there's that. And then we'll have uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back. It's late this year, but there'll be less of a break. So we're lo- I'm looking. I miss I miss my babies. I, ho- I hope it's. it's the way good. it ended, I'm looking forward to a fresh start. I am, too. I am, too. So there's that. Um. We've got our, our Christmas special, which is going to be what? The Family Stone, I think we've Family decided. S- you dis- you have to decide. <laughs> and I've decided Zombieland for Halloween. Yes. Yes. Uh, our Halloween special. So look for those on our random movies feed. Yep. Um, but, I mean, we've got so many feeds. There's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Gotham, Agent Carter, Sleepy MCU Hollow. Movies. Or MCU movies. we got the Netflix, uh, four of them. Four of them. The first four seasons. Uh, out there right now. Um. We've got random miniseries, uh, which right now have Houdini and Doyle and It and the Night Manager. Night Manager on it. You know, and hey. Then random Revelries, which is kind of our catch-all. Oh, uh, the San Diego Comic-Con special. Yeah, that was still way fun. one of my favorites to do. Yeah. Oh, speaking of random Revelries, if there's just random nerdy shit you want to talk about. Send it to send us. Send it to us and, 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 you know, that'll give us some basis for a random Revelries podcast. So. Yeah. We want to hear from you is what we're trying to say. Absolutely. And if you love us just that much, <laughs> you are more than welcome to help support us to keep the lights on. Literally fling money at our faces. It, there's a link on our website. It says throw money at us. Mm-hmm. I mean, $5, $10, whatever. 
is is awesome and it helps us literally keep the the hosting because we do the unlimited we do uh so you can listen to any of our podcasts at any time that you want uh so that's out there <sighs> equipment we storage uh backup is always an issue mm-hmm. um and if you donate a hundred dollars or more you do get your own podcast you do indeed so um one movie or you, TV season of your choice. You know, and honestly, we when we did uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, yeah, I did not expect to love that movie. I know it was really good. That was an awesome movie. Yeah, it was fun to do Jaws. It was fun to do Jaws. Yeah, very retro. Yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun. So I mean, surprise us. Yeah, throw some money at us. We will totally bow down and do your bidding. And God help you all if our friend Caitlin wins the lottery. <laughs> She has oh, yeah. plans. The, the Tituan Beacon um, silent auction. Yeah. She has plans for us. She has plans. We're scared. <laughs> you should all be scared. We're afraid. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, you know, your support is what keeps us going uh, year after year. So uh, we're, go- we're going into our third year. That's insanity to me. Which is. Especially I since can't... I was like, we're podcasting, bitch. <laughs> I know. And we have. Uh, Eight current feeds and two archived, archived yeah. feeds. Yeah. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's Starting all thanks, another. It's all thanks to your support. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. Anything else before we get back into the super retro recap? Nah, we're good. Let's let's okay. let's go. Um, <laughs> Mike's sick. Um, he's telling his mom, and I, I will say, like, mom goggles. She's like. Yeah, honey, that's bullshit, but I know you feel bad because your friend's missing. All right, so I kind of feel with Mike's mom right now. Oh, I do too. Like, clearly this is not normal, and... It's not normal behavior for her son. Right, and, like, she's giving him a pass. Like, his story's bullshit, and she's giving him a pass because your friend's missing. Well, I mean, you have to. Yeah, yeah. I was like, her. she got some points in my book for this. She is a better mom than Mike's dad is a dad. Oh, that is a true statement. She gets her glass of wine at dinner. She does. But, but and she says, to you know, I'm not mad at you. You know, the whole thing going with Will. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel like you can talk to me. Yeah. Okay, but she hears something upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, is there anybody else home? And he was like, no. Come on. I was like, Will. Will, I but also Karen. I would have gotten up and looked and gone and looked. Of course, you would have. And if I had, at especially that, with your son feeling super guilty like that, no, no, that's nothing. Totally nothing. It's fine. And at that age, to find her in his closet, especially the way the way the shaved mm-hmm. head and everything, I would be like, what's Okay, tell me just what's going tell me on. what's going on here. Let me help you. Something's yeah. not right. Yeah. But then it wouldn't have been an engaging story if the and, parents sweep in to help. So. Okay, whatever. Because this is stories about the kids. So. Exactly. So he rows back upstairs. Right. And finds her in the and closet. He, oh, she's crying. And, oh, it's bad. And he's like, are you okay? And, and she like, says, everything's okay. Promise. Promise. Because he came. It's because he came for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He lived up to his I have promise. feelings. So I have caught the feelings. So does Mike. Um. Uh, yeah, he has. And so we see Joyce, Joyce go home. She puts Who? her new... Her Joyce. Joyce. Okay. I can speak with words. Uh-huh. 
And so she puts her new phone in and she sits down and she waits. And you're like, oh, honey, I feel really bad for Joyce. But, and yeah, because. But also she's got this like manic determined uh, something. okay. Okay, but the phone cord. Oh my god, the phone cord. She gets to the end of the phone cord and gets the the jerk back. Yeah. And she grabs the Okay, but it's it's kids it's, phones it's, used to have wires. But she made it funny. Yeah. And cuz you needed a little bit of brevity and hurty. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, cuz there's this desperation rolling off of her in waves, mm-hmm. but also a determination. Yeah. Um yeah. so we see the search party again and um this is when Flo calls Hopper. And um, tells him that he's needed at Benny's Burgers. And so... Um, is this the scene where they're standing on the edge of the cliff? Yes. And I'm sitting there, back away. Back away. Just back away. Yeah, they're at the ravine. And um, so this is when you're raising your hand. Yeah. The ravine and the, and the water, mm-hmm. it reminds me. Because <laughs> nostalgia. And I think I've told you about this. Ketona Lake. Which oh is yeah, yeah, yeah! Actually, a um, quarry, quarry right? that's flooded. That's flooded, and there's there are stories of that there's still equipment and shit down at the bottom mm-hmm. of that quarry because they hit water and it flooded real sudden, like. And there's yeah. stories of there there's yeah. dead bodies and oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And it was a rite Kids of just passage. Make shit up. Yeah, it was a rite of passage to go to Katona and go yeah. swimming in the water yeah. and blah, blah blah blah. I never went, but yeah. I was not that cool. Okay. I was not the cool I kid. I was never, ever a cool kid. So let's just. You went to the nerd school, though. I did. I was never even a cool nerd. So, anyway, that reminded yeah. me of. Um, and so uh, they get the story that uh, apparently Benny's committed suicide, uh, which the audience know is bullshit. It is bullshit. And you, you didn't have the forensics then. And of course, it's a small town. They don't have the the resource the resources, yeah, for it. But it's obvious that it, there's a cover up, right? Going and on. Hopper uh, apparently was friends with Benny. Yeah, he's so. and this and this is the scene where we learn that Hopper's from the big town, yeah, from the big city. Oh, I guess you feel like you're you're back home in the big city. He's like, yeah, but I didn't know those people. Benny was my friend. Oh, Benny was my friend too. He was my friend. Friend. Um. So this is when we see uh why Jonathan was leaving town. He was going to see his uh dipshit of a father, Lonnie. You never hear him call him dad though. No, it's he calls him Lonnie. Lonnie. Um, with uh the lovely Cynthia. God, isn't she a peach? Um, and I, you can't fault her. She's a bitch. She was a bitch with Joyce on the phone too. She didn't. I don't think. I think she was more oblivious than she was was a bitch. bitch. Yeah, you just want to be fighty. I don't like her. I'm going to give people the 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 benefit of the doubt though. I don't know when that happened because I just want to argue with you. Oh, that's true. Um, and so uh, he just is looking for Will and just wants to pushes right past her. Yeah, wants to just make sure. Will's not there. Will's not there. Yeah. And so his dad comes in. He he tries to, I don't know. It's like super awkward. Um, and uh, Jonathan shoves him away because he goes in for a hug and it's weird. What? Yeah. It's real weird. Um, so we go back to the boys and uh, they go to Mike's house after school and uh, they go up to Mike's room and he's like. So Basically, again, Eleven is our friend now. So again, we we see the the sign of the times where the boys are able to go over to the friend's house after school with not worrying about 
the parentals. Yes. They just ride straight over. And um, this is when, uh, yeah, she had made, she must have made some reference to Will. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he's like, no, she knows about Will and the bad people and da 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 da. And basically, like, she's ours now, guys. And they're like, oh, this is ridiculous. Because, yeah, she sees the picture of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Lucas uh, starts to shake Eleven. Wants to know where Will is. She doesn't say anything because, again, she she's a, a girl of few words. And um, Mike's like, no, we're not going to tell my mom. And Lucas is like, the fuck we're not. We're going to go tell your mom. And this is where he goes oh, to it. open the door to go tell uh, Mike's mom. And it slams shut. And he does it again. No. It slams shut. He looks over and Eleven with a nosebleed looks him square in the eye and says, no. 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 So it's like, oh, fuck. Man, Millie Bobby Brown has very little dialogue so far. But when she gets that set to her eyes Mm -hmm. and that intensity and she just says no. And you're just like, god damn. It's fucking believable. Yeah. 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 And so so we go to uh, the father-son reunion. And uh, Lonnie's like, no, no, she's not. He's not here. And he's like, yeah, you know, he he puts it off on Joyce being a shitty mom, not knowing where Will is, and um, projecting. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, no, you should, you should come. Uh, y'all should come move to the city. Uh, people are more real here. I was like, oh god. Okay. Wherever whatever. you are is where it's real. Yeah. Whatever, dude. So okay. So. L- little perspective we're real here I'm like, okay yeah. i know i know you want to hate on lonnie a lot i know you want to a lot. but wherever you are that's that's where you that's where life is real yeah for you not the people in general that's well, just stupid yeah, i agree but lonnie has it's obvious we already know preconceived that lonnie's not made a real effort no. to be there for his son no. so this is too little, too late. Yeah, because he's like, oh, you don't believe I want to see you? And, and Jonathan's like, yeah, no, you don't, because you don't. And um, he's, uh, he again, he puts it on, like, Joyce that she's being a shitty mom. And um, and so Jonathan's just like, whatever. And he hands him one of the Have You Seen Me posters and leaves. Well, he's like, in case you forgot what he looked like. Yeah. Um, there's so much teenage angst so much so much and so um so we go to the police station and hopper is talking to one of the guys we saw eating lunch at benny's the previous episode and he's like yeah um i just saw him the day before and um you know nothing seemed amiss but there was that kid that little boy that he caught in the kitchen trying to steal food mm-hmm. and um this is when we see um you know, Hopper gets a description, and we get the shaved head. It wasn't Will, but you can see the wheels turning um, because uh, he's he's in cop mode again, mm-hmm. and he's like he he's like Earl's like he didn't really get a good look, so it may have been Will with the with the with the shaved head. Like who knows? It, I mean, we know it's not. It feels it feels like Hopper's trying to pressure him into saying it is. So at least we can get a sighting that the kid's not dead. Something's going on. But he's reaching. Oh, yeah. Reaching yeah. really hard. And but, again, yeah. Hopper is not only a cop, but Hopper is a parent. 
yeah. his daughter may be gone, but he is a parent. Exactly. So and so um so we see uh we go we go to the Wheeler house and Nancy's calling Barb and she's like go on the party with me and Barb's like I don't want to and she's like go to the party with me and um classic I know I know I was like in which I am Barb um and I am Nancy yeah and which is weird because you don't you wanting to go to a party but boys oh come on if if sebastian's if sebastian stan as all boys she is blinded by barb does not like steve at all no but nancy does and she also sees steve as you're taking my friend away from me yep so there's that but nancy sees the boy but boy I'm not saying it's right, but, but it is what it is. When I was that age, plus Nancy, that's who I was. We've made it very clear that Nancy's in a different group than Steve. Mm-hmm. So this is all very different for her, being liked by the popular guy, yes. being invited in his circle, mm-hmm. and so yeah. Um, and so she goes down to dinner. Who uh, Justin and Lucas are staying for dinner, and um, so. Uh, the mom's just notices that there's a lot of stuff up and Nancy's Mom, like, okay, mom's not entirely clueless. No, she's, she's more perceptive. Again, more perceptive than the dad is. Still has the glass of wine. Yes. I noticed that White too. wine. Yeah. Yeah. That's my girl. And so, um, this is when, uh, Nancy just wants to go to the assembly for Will to show her support. It would be weird if she's not there. going to be there. And Barbara's going to drive her and it's totally cool. And the mom's like, um, I thought I talked about the fact that I don't want you guys going out. And she's like, mom. So she's like, okay, don't, don't stay out past 10. But at this point, 11 comes down the stairs. <laughs> oh my and Justin God. Justin does the weird, like bang on the table to get attention focused on him. And he's like, oh, is this spasm? Which was beautiful, by the way. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It's so stupid. Again, it's me. Yeah. And so... um, He panicked. He thought you were never coming home. He did panic. (laughs) Mike chokes on his milk. Uh, (laughs) This is when um, we... Again, this is a lot of search parties. Um, So we see them searching around around, uh, Benny's restaurant. And um, this is when the teacher finds uh, a torn piece of hospital gown. We know it was Eleven's. Um, cause we saw it torn off in the first episode. Um, except for there's this small, like, drainage pipe. And they're like, a kid wouldn't crawl through that. And Hopper's like, mm, oh, kids scared enough? Yeah, they yeah, would. Yeah, they would. And so they trace it and, so, it, and okay. it goes up to the lab. <gasps> so imagine, oh, so Hopper's following this trail and all he's focused on is Will. Yep. So. Will is at this point, I mean, Hopper is at this point imagining Will, suddenly this child he's after has a shaved head Mm -hmm. and he's crawled into a tunnel. What the ever-loving fuck? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There is, I mean, how do you try to fit those pieces together? But he's following the trail. And this, I mean, you really see Hopper totally 360 from episode one. Yes, yes. You don't see him take a drink. Nope, he's engaged. He's... You know, he's barking orders. He's yep. focused. Yep, he's a not slurring. Yeah, and so this is when we see the boys uh, bring food to Eleven. They brought a meatloaf. It's nice. Which apparently, was really good. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so, um, they start talking about their friend, and they have to explain to her what friend is. Oh, and I was like, this is when I really got. 
that Eleven is completely like their way of life, family, Norm- friends, normal, normal stuff yeah. is completely foreign to her. Mm-hmm. She is so other. Um, and so, uh, this is why when we see Nancy and Barb, uh, she has Barb park and they're going to, they're going to walk to Steve's That's house. Real. That's real. Because you know, that, you know, we don't want to park there Nobody and then everybody see will her. see. And, uh, is that a new bra? No. No. Maybe. Barb crushing on her real bad. Barb crushing hard. Yes. And that, that explains part of why. The fact that Barb is aware. That, of the of bra Nancy's status. bras. Yeah. 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 Uh, just saying. And so, uh, this is when we see. She's in lesbians. She's in lesbians with her. Um, would you stop annoying I'm, the cat? I, I'm sorry. Um, and fine. so. And so this is when we, the next morning we see Hopper or at some point I was kind of weirded out on the time frame here because we were at the party, but then, well, no, it wasn't morning. It was, it was at night sometime. It was the middle of the night. Um, so he wakes up and he, uh, he gets out of bed and his bed friend, girlfriend, I not really clear on the who blue? she, yeah, I was not really clear on who she was and how she fit in. Um, she wakes up and he's standing outside and he's, he starts saying like do you think a person can be cursed nobody's disappeared from the town since 23 the last suicide was like in 63 and he's like what's going on and um she wants he's like come back inside it's really cold and he's like no just give me a minute so again you get him even more isolated even when he's with people he's isolated but it's he's isolated himself yes yes um so there's that um, so we go to, uh, again, they're gathering in, in Mike's basement as they're wont to do. Um, Eleven starts looking at the D&D board and the and the figures. And she picks up Will's wizard. And she knows that it's Will. And they're like, okay. She she gets it. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of weird. A, a, kind of a logic leap, but I'll go with it. And so she flips the map over onto its blank side. And she puts him in the middle and she says that, um, you know, the, the message is that Will is there and they're like, is he hiding or, or do the bad men, the bad people have him? No, he's hiding. So we're like, okay. Um, and so this is when Mike's like, okay, what is he hiding from? And Demi Gorgon. And you're like, okay. Well, I mean, she flips, she flips that board over mm-hmm. and, and it's black. It's solid black underneath. So, like, what does that represent? Blackness, darkness, aloneness, aloneness. I don't know. Wherever it is, he's hiding. Da, da, da. Yeah. So okay. immediately I was like, I want to know all about this. Yeah. But the, uh, but yeah, that she picks out his, his wizard. Yep. And knows it's his Demigorgon yep. that we saw chase after him. And we know the Demigorgon got him because he only rolled a seven. Mm-hmm. And then the Demigorgon Gorgon got him. So, yep. Um, so we see uh, Jonathan. He's going to take pictures of where his brother's bike crashed. But then he's walking through the woods and he comes upon Steve's house. And he starts taking pictures of the teenagers no, being he, teenagers. He, he doesn't come upon it. He hears a woman scream. That's true. That's he true. And it turns scream. out to be the girl that's getting thrown into the pool. So. And then he gets a little creepy later. Um, 
so yeah, he starts taking pictures, and we he see him. Fo- we see him focusing on Nancy. He does well. She's well. He knows her. He does, but I mean, there's this whole there's this whole scene where okay, so we yeah he t- he sees the pictures, mm-hmm. but then we we swap to the scene at from the Steve's house point of view, right? Or from the pool point POV, I don't yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> and so there's the mock throwing of the girlfriend, right? Because uh, there's right, Tommy right. and Carol who've apparently been sleeping together since seventh grade, whatever. Yeah. Um, but Steve, like he, um, oh, what's it called? Oh, the the beer. What he is that doesn't called? Chug it. Oh fuck! There's a name there's a for term that. for it. There's where you a... poke a hole in it and you I chug it. I have failed. It's called dumb because also that's cheap cut, ass you beer. Pop, you pop the hole in it and you open it and you <laughs> uh, the whole beer down. Which, by the way, is really weird. Shotgunning. Shotgun. Yeah. You're shotgunning the beer. Um, so Steve does it, and uh, most Nancy's like, "Am I supposed to be impressed?" And he's like, and Nancy does it yep gotta give her props yeah and barb is rolling her eyes all the way back into her head so nancy tries to engage barb and it's like she well, does you do it and barb's that's, like Nye. and that's when she cuts her finger because yes. you know you knew yes it was gonna happen yep so she cuts herself but steve immediately is she's like well where's the bathroom and, and he's, he's like, like oh oh it's through oh, here it's yeah i know i know what you're saying and i get that but also I started but, off not liking him. But Jonathan is taking pictures. Being creepy in the woods. So, at this point, who's creepier? I mean... Steve? Admittedly, Jonathan's creepier. Or Jonathan. But also, like, you've got the thing of... But Jonathan's going through a weird time with his brother. Jonathan so, like, is you're taking... So, trying to self-justify. Jonathan is taking pictures. Yeah, he is. He's, he's real creepy. Steve is at least up front. Yes. Yes. That is a true statement. He is not hiding the fact that he's trying to sleep with her. Yeah. Because he totally wants in her pants. Just saying. I mean, duh. He's a teenage boy. Um, so we go back to Will's house and the phone rings. Joyce wakes up. Uh, it's the it's the whole phone call thing again. Mm. The, I, we get lights flickering. Um, line goes dead. So yeah, the, there's the electricity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joyce kind of freaks out. Well, lights, wouldn't you? Lights flicker again. And we hear the Clash song playing. Uh-huh. And the lights flare up. And she, uh, everything shuts off. Well, yeah. And uh, so the lights flash and then like a and lamp down the hall. should stay or should I go? And then there's the lamp flashes down mm-hmm. the hall and she follows, follows it. into it. the room. And then nice. it flares when she starts asking, will, will. And then it goes out. And um, so... It's it's kind of bizarre, and so she she freaks out because she sees this thing coming through the wall. Yes, yeah, she does. You need to see the Frighteners. Okay, we need to add that to the list. I love okay. that movie. It looked kind of like that. Um, and so she screams, runs out to her car. She's trying to start the engine, and then she the 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 song starts again, and uh. Then she realizes, like, she has to go back inside. So you kind of get the whole... Joyce is stronger than people give her credit for. Yes, she is. And so... She's got a different kind of strength. She does. And so, um, this I thought was really good acting on Winona's part. Uh, so we go back to Steve's house and everybody's, you know, 
wet because they all jumped in the in the pool except for Barb. I fell in the pool. I fell in the pool. And everybody's gonna go out to bedrooms and stuff. And Barb's she's just like, why don't you just you just you can just go home. I'll I'll catch a ride with somebody or something. I'm fine. (laughs) Um. And so they go upstairs and uh. Again, we've got pictures being taken from afar. Super creepy. And um, so she... Okay, so Barb hanging out on the pool after everybody's upstairs. Yeah. Supposedly doing the do. Now that's kind of creepy. Oh, it, that was super creepy. That's a different kind of creepy. It's a different kind of creepy. And he's taking pictures of her doing that. Um, so yeah, so Jonathan's outside taking photos of the Nancy mm-hmm. in psycho style window. Yeah, who's... Now started to take her shirt off, and they're gonna. Okay, now make it now out with the now Steve. don't don't you gloss over this shit. What? So Steve gives her some dry clothes. Yes, and he's just gonna stand there, and she's like, "Could you give me some privacy?" And he's like, "Okay." And Can he turns I have around. some privacy? And he he's like he gives it to her, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "No, nah, come on." And then she's like, "Turn around," and when she says it's okay, then. And only and then shirt off. does he actually... Yeah, he he actually... He waited... All I'm saying is he waited for permission. That's true. And immediately... Did Jonathan wait for permission? No. No, he did not. And immediately not. I'm like, okay, but I wanted him to be the jock that I don't like. Okay, but... He's not one-dimensional. But... Already. He waited until she said... He could totally have pushed... He had her alone in the house. Yeah. He could totally have pressured her and she would have crumbled. Yeah. Did he? Nope. No, he did not. I know. I Like, I'm admitting it. <laughs> and so we see Barb being um, a sad sack by herself, which, you know. You, okay. You would have gotten in the car and driven home. Yeah. No. Oh, abs- well. Well. You would, see, you would see, never have left Nancy in the first place. See, that's the thing. Like, I get that Barb wants to make sure her friend is safe but also she feels ex- she feels excluded um <laughs> and because she's not a part of this group this group they're kind of assholes like his friends carol and the other one they're well, assholes it's, it's like nancy has been elevated and barb hasn't and barb has it yeah even though she was invited but but so by like, nancy i get her she was staying. invited by nancy yeah so i get her staying but also Okay, you, you would never have left Nancy. No. You would have gone upstairs with her, Mm -hmm. let her change clothes, and herded her into the car. I know you. And then it would have been like, listen, bitch, if you want to be alone with him, like, just don't involve me. But you asked me to be, she asked her to be her chaperone. You asked me to be there to make sure you don't make a bad choice. Right? Yeah. Barb did, yeah. So, I I can see Barb not leaving. Um, so this is when, uh, we see the blood in the water jaw style, um, and, uh, something comes out and we see the lights go down and John and the whole time Jonathan's out so, there taking pictures. So when Barb's on there and the blood drops, you get, again, you get that same visual of, uh, enclosement, mm-hmm. the way the lights shrink in on you. It does. And then when it comes out, the light blooms out and she's gone. And she's gone. Yeah. It's that same enclosure. Mm-hmm. The it's same. Enveloping. Other. Yeah. And so we see, uh, Steve and Nancy doing, you know, the precursor to the do. Um, and then, you know, Barb's gone. Pulls, pull lights back on. Barb's gone. That's the end of our episode. So, yeah. Yeah. 
And again, we haven't seen anybody being ripped apart. We haven't seen the only blood we've seen was from Barb's cut hand. Nobody's been mangled, but it's still creepy as fuck. Okay, the face in the wall. Yeah. That's a little creepy. And again, that's, that's the an person um, who sees it is Joyce, who nobody takes seriously. Absolutely not. Because she's, she's the grieving mom. Because And she's crazy. Yeah. But that's a But the face in the wall, that's a that's a horror homage. Oh, yeah. That's a very... I can't pinpoint a specific movie, but that's a very... Yeah. ...thing. That's why it reminds me of The Frighteners, which is Peter Jackson, by the way. Which I just wrote down on the list, so there you go. Yay! So, yeah. Um, so again, I'm, I'm immediately like, I need to know all the things. What is going on? What's happening? Yeah. So you want to hate Steve. Yes. I know you do. And they've set me up to. Yeah, you have. Because it's, it's a trope. He's stereotypical. Yep. But when it came down to it, he did not force himself on her. Nope. He did not. She twice now. Yeah. That's twice. So Mm -hmm. you kind of have to give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Or give Give it it to him. him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We're mature adults. Yeah, we are. Sometimes. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm just. So, we've we've found some plot holes here with the whole phone ordeal. But that's so far. That's it. That's it. But, yeah. Yeah, that was a good point. And, again, I wouldn't have noticed that. Clearly. But that's you're the noticer of wires yeah. and other things. It's that technical A plus B equals C. So yeah, and I'm like eh, feelings. <laughs> that's okay. So yeah. Uh, so All right. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I'm just ready to get to the next episode. All right. Thank you for listening and send us your feedback. Do it. All right.